0: This is The Big Sci-Fi Podcast. The biggest, most fun podcast in the galaxy. We're Adina, Brian, Chris, and Steve, and we love talking all things science fiction. This is season four, but our human adventure is just beginning as we gather around our computer consoles to discuss the science fiction of film, television, and literature. Join us on our quest for fun and fascination as we go where no podcast has gone before. Everyone has permission to come aboard the Big Sci-Fi Podcast, but make sure to find your seat fast because we're taking off in three, two, one. hit it. This podcast is a part of the Trek Geeks Network. We normally end these
1: podcasts by thanking our listeners and ask them to offer their opinions or suggestions for future episodes. Today, I'd like to recognize someone who did just that. On a recent vacation I had in Europe, I wore my big sci-fi T-shirt, and members of the tour group that we were with were very interested in what we do, what we record, the films and TV shows we covered, and so on. One member of the group, a young young gentleman named Michael Hagen, a big fan of movies, suggested we discuss the 1987 film RoboCop. I asked him why this particular film and he simply said, it's my favorite movie. I know we did an episode where we listed our own top 10 films of all time and to have someone say a particular film is their all-time favorite, that's pretty powerful. So Michael, I dedicate this podcast to you and without further ado, let's talk about RoboCop. But before we begin... Let's have the other members of the Big Sci-Fi Podcast say howdy to our listening audience. We'll go do in it, alphabetical order like always. Uh, do we have howdy? to say it
0: just like that? Oh, no, <laughs> Adina. No. You got to go for it wholeheartedly. That was such a half-hearted howdy. I do it like Minnie Pearl.
2: Howdy. Howdy. <laughs> How, howdy. I don't know. I, hiya. Howdy. Okay, I don't do even we'll, know what I can say anymore.
0: You've lost the privilege of trying Sorry. again. Okay. I'm gonna do it. Ready? Howdy. Okay. There you go. It was a little better. Hey, this is Brian for all of you, Star Trek and sci-fi nerds out there. I can't wait to get nerdy tonight. Okay. And our man from the north. Howdy, folks. All right, it's Chris. <laughs>
3: That's really good.
2: What's that? Yee-haw. I don't know.
3: I've been I doing did, I... like a southern bit like on and off for the last week or so for no reason. It has been glorious.
1: Mm. And howdy, all. This is your polecat, Steve Merkin, who's the wrangler for tonight's episode. And so we're going to talk <laughs> about a film, one of those movies where you say, are the kids not in the room? Yeah.
3: Because they better not
1: be. <laughs> and that movie is RoboCop. And I did come up with some subjects or, or questions to ask. Uh, the group, and I hope they've had a chance to think about that. They may have a lot of their own questions about it and definitely opinions, but I'll start off with the very first question. When was the first time you saw the film RoboCop?
2: I know I saw it close to release, if not in the theater, you know, if not in the theater when it came out. But, you know, if it was rated R, I didn't see it in the theater because I was Mm -hmm. only 13 or 14, when it came out That's so good. maybe like yeah. six months after on vhs and i probably we probably rented it you know or probably okay. rented it with friends
0: i watched mm-hmm. this film for the first time yesterday and today wow mm-hmm. i've never seen anything robocop wow yep. and hey, there's I, two it, more movies really? there's two
1: more movies too
0: yeah, I, saw, I will not be
1: watching them.
3: <laughs> okay. okay. I'm you don't have to if I want to watch Robocop 2. No, you too. don't have to
1: because they're not as good. <laughs> yeah. I, so, I think I saw I saw Robocop 2. It's it's not this movie. You know,
2: for someone to say that the, it's their favorite movie, that's a really powerful thing to say. Yeah. Did he tell you why?
1: He just loves it. And even his father, because he was traveling with his mom and dad, and he, this this guy, he's like in his early twenties. Um, Even his dad said, oh, yeah, it's his favorite movie. He loves it more than anything. So I, I never really had a chance to quiz him on that. But I do remember when I saw it in the theater. And we had seen it after it had been released for, I don't know, we saw about a week or so after it was released. And this guy stands up in the theater during the sequence where he's fighting crime as he's going out on his his first mission. And the guy stands up in theater and he goes, go, Robo, go, go get him, Robo. And I'm going, whoa, this guy's seen the movie and it means something to him. So we watch the movie and I can can see,
2: you know,
1: how can enlist that kind of maybe passion in someone in in their love for this particular movie or the way the character was portrayed the 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 acting by Peter Weller as RoboCop
3: yeah. so so can i give share yeah. the audience share, share some fox lore because i fox don't know if this is 100% true but it's, this is a story my mom new, told me this is a
1: new part of tonight's show the fox lore let's go fox out. lore <laughs> <laughs> so
3: my mom was telling me that i guess whenever the movie came out to vhs my dad was taking care of my cousin Manny, who at the time would have been maybe ten or eleven, mm-hmm. and he rented RoboCop. Wow! And my mom was not impressed. I actually need to ask <laughs> him about this because I want to talk to his parents and be like, "Do you does this? Do you guys remember this? Hearing about that Manny was watching RoboCop because it's just like watching it now. I'm like, I had I enjoyed it, but there were some parts where I'm like. I'm actually genuinely disturbed. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and here's the funny thing. When
1: I was a kid, my parents forg- forbid us from seeing the movie Psycho or The Birds by Alfred <laughs> Hitchcock because they were exceptionally violent and they didn't want to subject us to such such a horror, you know, such horror films. <laughs> and by this standards, it, that's like, yeah. you know, G-rated
2: so well, is, my, yeah. my parents weren't completely permissive. They were also weren't strictly like monitoring, you know, what, especially, you know, when I became a teenager. So
0: you said that with a little grin, Adina. Just so did. <laughs> yeah.
2: I don't know why I did that. I <laughs>
0: <laughs> they weren't monitoring as well. You no, just, <laughs> I'm, I'm <together>. just
2: <laughs> remembering the things that I watched <laughs> that I probably wouldn't. I, I probably monitor what my kids watch a little bit more right, closely. Right. But then again, there's, I feel like these days there's a lot more too. It's easier,
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know, to, to cross a line.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: If I don't want, you know, cause I, I wasn't, you know, I watched this at 13, 14 and I watched other things that I wouldn't let my kid, my own kids watch. And I, I wasn't scarred for life or anything by them.
3: No, it's, right. even yeah. though
2: it's disturbing, it, I I don't know. It's and, and weird. This was disturbing.
3: Like this mm-hmm. is what I'm trying to figure out because I don't generally mind violence in movies. Like I love the John Wick franchise, which is just all John Wick killing people left, left and right.
0: You know, so doing you're his a thing. Very desensitized individual is what you're saying.
3: I guess that's. A I'm just. I'm just good. I will I, just capitulate I, to that. Okay, <laughs> I will I, not I, argue. I, but right, for good. some reason, I've been trying to rack my head around this all week. Like, why does the violence in John Wick or any other movie that I've mm. seen not phase me? But the violence in RoboCop, there's something I'm like, I'm trying to figure it out. Is it the casualness? Is it the blood? Like for me, it was the Mm. dude, which we gotta just probably the worst. If we're talking, if we we always go back to track red shirts. That Mm poor dude who was just like, you know, I'm gonna get up in the morning, I'm gonna go to work, I'm gonna be a team player. Boss wants me to be part of the presentation. (laughs) You know, I'll pick up the gun, I'll do the thing, and then like he dies, and then what does the chairman (laughs) say? I'm disappointed in you, Bob. uh, (laughs)
1: Bob. (laughs) Or not Bob, uh, uh, with uh, uh, um, Dick. Uh, Captain uh,
3: Jellicoe. What's his name?
1: Yeah, right. Ronnie Cox. Ronnie Cox. Ronnie Cox (laughs) Cox always gets to play a guy you just don't like very well. And he does it very, very well. And yeah, poor Kenny. And, you know. (laughs) It's like, what's that line from uh, from uh, South Park? Oh my God, they've killed Kenny! You know, what I mean, yeah, it's like poor guy. He's, yeah. Well, in know- the
0: shotgun holes in the dude that were like eight inches wide, and you saw flesh flying and blood. Oh, this, this movie when- was way more gratuitous than I ever imagined it would be. I had no. I was totally shocked. By the gratuitous violence in RoboCop. Well, because and you're, you're it go became ahead, iconic.
2: It, RoboCop was a very iconic.
0: Oh, absolutely. Film, I film afterwards. And so, if
2: you hadn't seen it, you probably like only know the iconicness.
3: Yeah. Iconicness. I, I've heard about like like the violence, like the one mm-hmm. dude who you know he's not, he's he's a terrible person who gets you know certain parts blown off. I knew about that, and I was like for a long time. I didn't want to watch it. The only reason I watched it was because okay, finally I'll watch it cuz we're doing it for mm-hmm. big sci-fi, but I'm always been like I don't know what I've been hearing about it is just it's too much. Even though I, it's cool cuz it's a it's a RoboCop. It's mm-hmm. a
0: which is a cool thing. I just yeah. must have been totally naive to I mean because I was I wasn't allowed to watch it in 87 for one thing as a kid. Mm-hmm. But then I've just, I have never investigated it. I've never read anything about it. I've never heard anything. I know there were multiple films, I think even a TV series. And so what I saw, of course, in the trailers for movies like that, they don't show all the <laughs> blood and yeah. gut stuff right. or, or anything like that. So I just, I just kind of walked into it. And I, when that guy got blown up in the office, I was like, holy crap. Yeah, Nuggets mm-hmm. Batman. Like that was, whoa and then i was like okay that's it and then it throughout the whole film like that's how they portrayed all the all the bullets was just, just and extravagance and it, the Here's toxic the, waste thing i didn't know like
3: i don't remember hearing about so when that happened i was like "Oof, okay i did not need to make the makeup in
0: this film was really good i mean yes yeah. Poor even 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 with the stop-motion animatronics of the one machine that was the ed209 obvious, yes obvious and you know stop motion it uh, d- doesn't quite hold up to today's standards yeah. i thought robocop still looked stinking cool though oh yeah um, for sure, and and peter weller's makeup when he takes his helmet off yeah. how they made it look attached i mean I, the makeup in this film was really good.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. So. On,
0: on the violence level, um, it, it,
1: what came about was the film was originally rated X. Was it really? Yes, it was originally rated X because wow. of the violence level, and so the editors came in and told Verhoeven, "We have to, you know, we have to cut it back." And he said, "But, but audiences love the X-rated version. They they actually found it more funny." Then mm-hmm. when they trimmed it down for an R rating, which is what we got, so actually the sh- the violence against poor Murphy when he shot the pieces Oof. was even greater. And here's where Verhoeven is goodness. kind of interesting. What he did
2: they said, it <laughs> well, but, but <laughs> again, yeah. I think there, there there's something to that there's a level of it becomes so over the top, it is just comical. I mean, we laugh at you know, oh they killed Kenny. You know, we laugh. There's like mm-hmm. a, there is a there is a level where the violence is just ridiculous." Yeah, in, and so, in a comedic just, level.
1: And I'd, so he complained, Verhoeven complained, saying that when you cut it back to people weren't laughing as much. Well, I know he's he's filled satire into these films, and that's what he was going for. But you know, when poor Peter Weller's hand is blown off, you go, "Oh my god!" And that's just the beginning uh-huh, of what yeah. they do to the poor guy. The fact that he survives is is amazing at all. To that is to I thought rookie. he
3: actually died. They just brought him back to life somehow. Or was they, he still?
1: No, remember he's lying in the bed and remember they show him. He, he's looking up. He's just got that dead stare as he's lying on the oh. on the operating table and he's going through his memory of what happened.
3: Oh, so, so I thought so... it was that they just like got him. He was dead. They put the heart in him and then they restarted him somehow using yeah. that crazy heart technology.
1: Yeah. Yes, the the Jarvik, and that's so funny because the commercial for the Jarvik heart replacement. Hey, and there really was the Jarvik Seven was the first mechanical heart that was ever used in a person. So oh, really, that that brought that into well, into play. I, I gotta
0: say, I was naive too. I didn't I didn't expect. I thought this was more of a serious film. Like mm-hmm. like I didn't expect it to be so tongue in cheek, and everybody. So, like, I mean, it, everybody was stereotyped and overplayed. The The businessmen, the board of mm-hmm. the company, the police were overplayed. You know, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. bad guys were overplayed and overacted. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, they're just cliche after cliche after cl- cliche in this film. So mm-hmm. for me, I guess that's part of why it was so like, Oh, this is a different film than I was expecting. I thought it was a little yeah. more serious. So I'm well, sure we'll talk about
1: it. And let's that. let's get into really a simple question. Do we consider this to be a sci-fi film, an action film, a crime film? Uh you know, is is it does or is it just an amalgamation of so many different genres into one particular movie? What do you think, folks?
2: Oh, it's definitely like a yeah. science fiction and action, yeah, you know, like an action sci fi.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Definitely. Yeah. Agreed. It's like a, yeah, you know, it's, it's a combination of all those
0: mm-hmm. genres for sure. Yeah, okay. I agree. I, I guess for me, I was expecting like the sci-fi part of it was in there a little bit, but after watching it, you know, I was expecting more of a police drama um, right. than what the film actually is. So mm-hmm. uh, it's definitely action, sci-fi and yeah
1: okay all right and what did you guys think of peter weller's acting in the film
3: i thought he did a good job like in terms of just being um like i liked his like the movements that he would make felt very robotic like you could actually i was trying to imagine myself okay what would i be like if i had a room i'm just hanging out with some people we're in the elevator and then peter weller's robocop comes in it's like he did a really (laughs) good job of Of making him feel terrifying while Mm -hmm. still giving a little bit, like, hey, I'm human. I'm remembering a lot of my past.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, It said there on the liner notes that when you you watch it on Prime Ticket, they have, like, trivia bits. Oh, yeah, that was was cool. And he spent a lot of time with a professional mime to get those motions of, of... be more robotic than than human steps so that when he like when he goes and he turns his head first and then his body rotates you know because as a robot he's you know looking his point of view and then he rotates the body and so and the movements of the arms and everything but i i did you know i, I like the little tidbit about the spinning of the gun so yeah. that nancy allen's character could go wait a minute is that who i think it is and that allowed her to become the person who saves him. His his. Well, I
0: think I think too. I mean, you asked about his acting. Um, I think it was on par with everyone else in the film, but mm-hmm. everything was kind of overacted. Yes. And and, and it, it was obviously intentional. Uh, the director was going for something. And um, I did think, though, the most powerful moment was. Uh, when he first takes off his uh, mask or his Mm -hmm. helmet and we Mm kind of see the face and we see him start to really imagine, you know, remember his family. Mm -hmm. Or when he goes to his home, his mm -hmm. empty home, and he's reliving
1: these moments in his memory of of life, the life he had, which is the tragic portion of the story is that, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, you know, I, I mean, I I don't want to make a, a comparison, but it's like the sequence in um the Men in Black when you just see uh, K, not K. Um, uh,
3: yeah, uh, Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, Tommy the Lee Jones. Yeah, one. yeah. yeah.
1: When, when he's just zooming in from a satellite of his wife and he sees her. Yeah. But he knows he he knows that he can't be with her because he's officially dead. And you can just see the look on his face of sorrow. And it was like when him, as he's walking through the house, he's reliving all his memories and knowing that he can't go back to that Mm -hmm. because he is officially deceased and his life is gone. So that that was that was an emotional part of the film. But again, there was they definitely did an 80 style where the corporate guys were so bad.
3: Yeah, like just Wall so.
1: Street, the movie Wall Street that came out in the eighties oh, with, with Charlie Sheen, um, where the you know corporations are just horrible and greed is what drives everything, you know, and you portray everything in old Detroit as being so bad. Yeah, um, like just awful. So like
2: I don't yeah, remember sort of, was Detroit really in bad shape at that time.
1: During the '80s, yeah. when it came out of the oil embargo and the, you know, the the auto industry was going through a major change from emissions to non-emission cars and so on, Detroit was in bad shape. Chrysler during the '80s filed for bankruptcy, if if you may or may not remember. Oh my goodness! And I yeah, didn't know about fought, that. Yeah, and they yeah. Fought, and Lee Iacocca had to go to the government and borrow one point. 1.5 billion from the US government which he paid all back to save Chrysler Corporation from going out of business. Hmm. So yeah, it there it, mm-hmm. there were dark times in the 80s with the auto industry and in particular Detroit
3: that right. that okay. they
1: were they were suffering pretty bad.
3: Do they get cuz I read on Wikipedia that it's 2046 but do they ever say on screen what year it is? Cuz that was like bugging me for a while. That's a good question. I don't recall. I don't think so. No. I yeah. think it's
1: open ended cuz the cars I mean you're looking at 1980s Ford Tauruses as police cars and then you have the that the probably the ugliest car ever built the S U X 6000 Oh they, the uh, yeah. oh my god did they purposely make that the ugliest car since the uh, I have to go back to the 1970s the uh uh AMC Matador. Whoa, 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 that was an ugly car. Right. Um, so, yeah. I'd rather
0: uh, drive the chitty, chitty, bang, bang car than that car they chitty, had. In chitty, chitty,
1: bang, bang. It's a, great, it's a great, I was just thinking about that the other day. It's one of my favorite films. Me, too, me too. But they, yeah.
2: they obviously, mm-hmm. you know. Did you know had a lot of hooks in there to tell you it's several decades at least into the future, you mm-hmm. know, with the, the homes, the kind of smart mm-hmm. homey stuff, yeah. And yeah. yeah, even the things that they were doing, technology with the computers? Well, okay, Robocop itself, but mm-hmm. then you know, some of the other computer technologies like the facial recognition that facial exists rec- today Ron- did not exist then, <laughs> yeah. like
3: um, Ronnie Cox's phone system on the, the table seemed like okay, that's like a 1980s version of what the future is. So it's like definitely futuristic. I just always like to know, okay, exactly what, what year are we in? I like to know all that information.
1: Sure. Mm -hmm. Sure. Sometimes they, they, they don't want to pin themselves down, you know, like it, an um, ambiguous, even in, even the original TOS series of Star Trek, they did not state originally what year it was because (laughs) Roddenberry wanted to leave it ambiguous as to what part of the future was going to be. And then they finally got around to, establishing that um let's see so what did you think of the director's filming style now keep in mind that as a director some of the other films he's made were basic instinct and mm-hmm. showgirls and total recall and oh yeah brian's definitely total recall it's like and you can brian's see the... all-time favorite starship troopers <laughs> Uh-oh, he's shaking his head like, oh, my God, I'm having PTSD <laughs> flashbacks to Starship Troopers. But you can just see that he has a pattern of violence in his film. But and for sure. But- and and definitely in, in Total Recall.
2: Mm-hmm. Total Recall is awesome. I love Total it's Recall. It's violent,
3: but it's less... Yeah. I felt like it was less
1: Less violent than this, than... for
2: sure. I don't know. So and... and
3: more Trek people. Um, uh, what's her name? Sonia Gomez was a character in Total Recall, and I was like, "Wait, mm-hmm. what? That's weird." <laughs> but yeah, and there's definitely a-, uh, a style. But I have to say, though, I do like, even though the, I'd buy that for a dollar guy. Dollar I love that guy. Is creepy, I love that guy. He's, I like, he's cre- <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I, so I was just gonna say, I just love the in universe that he goes to the the he takes the time to make in universe ads. So it's like, if you're not in detroit you're not a, you're not robocop you're not dealing with any of that it's like you sort of get the idea of okay what does the average person do what's their life like mm-hmm. because it's like oh you could see the ads they have like the battleship game nuka mm-hmm. and it's just, so i thought mm-hmm. that was, kind was fun. Of fun i
2: love the com- I, I love that style of adding the commercials in to get like the the world uh. but one of i have to bring this up so i don't know if you just sure. noticed that i've been looking at something on my like i've been trying to I, I was going to do a deeper dive into this earlier today. I completely forgot until we were talking about this. Okay. There's that one scene where the, one of the bad guys is at that gas station. He's robbing the gas yes, station. Okay. Right.
1: Right. Emilio. He's the, okay. He's a really crazy guy. Yeah. So uh-huh.
2: the poor kid at the gas station, you know, the bad guy who's like, Hey, you know, are you, uh, you know, nerd you're in college, whatever, what are you reading? And the book that the kid holds up plain geometry, <laughs> I'm like, I know that book. Oh, really? Well, and the thing is, I'm trying to think if I still have it. I used to have it. Mm. (laughs) And I was going to see if I still had it and bring it. Now, the thing is, I think five or six years ago, I did a little book purge. And I got rid of a third of my book collection because I felt it was time for a massive purge. And I think that went in the purge.
1: John uh, Billingsley no. is crying right now. John yeah. is crying to know that you gave away books.
2: Yeah. Well, I gave them to a good place. They went <laughs> okay. to this wonderful used bookstore. Uh, but okay. no, I needed, I, I I don't know what possessed me to do it, but I just had the need to do a book purge. I regret <clears> half of it. I don't regret, <laughs> I only regret half the purge, but yeah, I think, I think, so I just had, you know, Frank take some pictures of a couple of my bookshelves to see if I could identify it, but I, I, I need to go like. Look, but I think I gave it away. And before I gave that, when I did the book purge, I took pictures of like the stacks of books that I was giving away. Mm-hmm. And I think I see it in one of the stacks. I think. Okay. I think mm. I don't know, but I had Plain Geometry. I had that book. I used that book well, I studied from cool. that book.
3: So, do we know if that gas station guy? Did he survive because he, he ran? But was he far enough oh, away from that explosion?
2: I was I wondering the know. same thing.
1: I was really
3: worried about that
1: but that was it was so true? They, they always talk about the the you know the big moment where there's the giant explosion and the main characters are in front and of course there you have it in that scene you know you've got the explosion with the fireball and mm-hmm. the main characters in front and so on um and again you know the 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 character of Clarence Broaden Broaddick Broaddick oh, was that um uh, yeah Broaddick that's yeah, the same that acronym. that was uh, uh, the character from uh, the '70s show, the dad from '70s show. Um, he's evil. He's evil. But he is evil. but he's evil with a cool style.
3: Guns, guns, guns. That you know? part was cool. What was yeah. It, it, yeah, There was a really good line there. The guns. What was the rest of that line? The guns, guns. Yeah, he's uh, he's with all the coke dealers, and he goes
1: guns, guns, guns. You know. So he he's always got a smile on his face. And he's, you're supposed to hate him, but there's something about that 80s coolness that
3: was in there It was no, I, they, hate they, it. They I don't know. It. like I'll tell you I was relieved when that trivia came up that the secretary that he was being really creepy with was his wife I was like oh thank you this is his real wife because that
1: yes. scene in
0: which
3: real
1: life like, it's his wife yes yeah, yes it
0: was his, it's his
1: really? actual wife like... yes yes yeah. that's the great thing about watching on a prime ticket you get to see yeah. those little trivia pieces and you're oh that's cool I didn't know that you know or they point out like like when he's going to uh 3 Sixty primrose street and then they go by the street sign it says 3000 or six you know so it was it where they made a, a these are little minor boo-boos in the film that they always seem to pick up but that's that's kind of nice watching it on prime ticket you get that on a computer and you get yeah
3: but he was a it's a weird guy where it's like he's kind of cool in like the guns guns like that mm-hmm. line's kind of fun <clears throat> but then he's also just like whoa I am not unhappy that you're dead like no at the he, right, I'm he like, was I, crazy i was relieved yes yes he, he was, was a little too much i think
1: well the, and like you said as but brian that's like said, the point of the that made everything is over the top in this mm-hmm. film everything's over the top um brian this i had this question directed to you what did you think of the soundtrack
0: uh the main theme isn't bad it's mm-hmm. memorable Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's a little over the top, which mm-hmm. had to be intentional like everything yeah. else. So I felt like the main theme, especially when RoboCop would do anything fantastic. Yeah. Dun, 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 you know, dun, 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 Like, yeah. like that, was, that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, see, I enjoyed but, that
3: part for sure. But
0: the rest of the music for this film, I would probably never just put this soundtrack on and listen to it. Um, mm-hmm. But I might pull out the RoboCop theme <laughs> for fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, can, can I'm, I'm, say- I thought you were going to ask that question because because it was, you know, sometimes the best themes in melodies are beautiful or, you know, they, they're just catchy in the right way. They don't have to be real com- complicated. Mm-hmm so that was the case with this yeah and, and i looked him up and he has directed he has done music for a number of movies oh, really? and
1: tv shows yeah um and he has worked with uh, verhoven uh, on other films so mm-hmm. um he he's more than just like a one-hit wonder he's he's right. done that in tv shows and things like that so yeah um what else about this crazy well, well, film we haven't
2: okay. like Can talked I... about the the actual rolling cup, like
3: well,
1: yeah,
2: the deep yeah. philosophical questions brought up by the yeah. whole okay, a guy dies <laughs> uh-huh. he's essentially signed away his dead body, which you know mm-hmm. we, we we like donate our bodies to science, and you know that that's something that happens, and then so they're able to reanimate him.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So is he a a person or is he now property?
0: He In... is well to to the company. Ooh. He's their property, but he is obviously still retained somehow. His humanity.
2: Well, he's retained some memories. Has he retained mm-hmm. his humanity? Yeah. Well, has so? he?
1: He he shows that at the end when you know, and again when he takes off the the headgear and he's exposed himself out to Nancy and Nancy Allen's character, and you can see that there there is that. My name is that, Murphy.
2: Well, yes. Okay, yes. At the yes, very end, he that, announces that. Is you know anything or anything can say that? It doesn't mm-hmm. make him necessarily. You know, I can program a <laughs> robot to say that, or I can program a robot to self discover, or a robot could accidentally, so you know, say whatever it wants. It doesn't mean it's it's true. I think.
3: I but think. think what are... do you think? It... Go ahead, and now Chris.
2: I'm not. I'm not revealing what I actually believe here. I'm just.
3: Oh, because I'm curious what your, just to, your criteria yeah. is. I, I don't know. It's the threshold for you to go, okay, yeah, he's absolutely human. I think I, don't know. They, I think they, with...
0: they wanted us to believe with that statement at the end that he was still, he still retained some level of humanity. That he was a person. He wasn't
1: just a machine.
0: Yeah. I think that's mm-hmm. what they wanted us to cheer oh, yeah. about at the end of the film.
2: Mm hmm. Uh, sure. I'll, I will. I will grant you that that that's that was the intent. So there,
0: for, therefore, the qu- answer is yes, he does. Well, okay.
2: <laughs> okay. So so then, yes, if that was the intent in the movie, then fine. <laughs> but I guess that the, the, the philosophical philosophically, is still okay. like real. So what, you know, mm. person is dead. But then by some mechanism, some technological mechanism, Mm -hmm. a portion of them is reanimated. And that Mm -hmm. portion that's reanimated, okay, so they are able to access their memories. Mm -hmm. Well, but they were dead. And without being part of this cyborg thing, they would still be dead. Okay. So what are they?
1: Well, okay. If if you recall that Nancy Allen brings the baby food, you know, Mm -hmm. for him to eat because he requires – This type of goo, like baby food, to run his organics, as they said in the film. Okay. So there was a portion of the within him that was still a human material, which you assume that they have the face and the brain is still there. So if the brain never died, even though the body did, and the brain still. Was alive. They were able to keep the brain alive, and insert inserted into him. We're talking Frankenstein here, kids.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah,
3: definitely
1: Frankenstein.
2: Then, you mean Frankenstein's then, monster?
1: Right. <laughs> uh Then we have That's a correct. person. We have the person because the brain is who we are.
2: Well, but we don't real okay. But he he was dead, and the fact that and they a were bullet able went to through re- his brain. Yeah, they were able to reanimate enough that he was able to unintentionally.
3: Mm -hmm. access
2: his prior memories i mean that just that doesn't mean it's his brain is not necessarily fully functioning but a portion of memory recall still Mm -hmm. exists unintentionally that's That's why
1: they hold the show the whole you know when he's sitting in his chair and he has his dream sequence and Mm he you know wakes up and he's going through the the gyration because he's remembering about his Mm -hmm. own death or how he was killed and that's when he decides he's going to go and hunt down the criminals that killed him. So something is there. Yeah. Something, something and, unintentional.
2: And we, like it well, went, it went to. wrong. It failed, failed the test. You Do know, you if know what
1: was... any neurologists we could get on the show to explain to us about how long the brain survives after the body has? Oh, not
2: long, no, not long. like you that's that's a whole, you know when you're deprived of oxygen your brain is deprived of oxygen, it does not last long, which is one mm-hmm. of the reasons why you'll more often have people that are brain dead, their body will still function, but they're brain dead. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Brain, not,
2: brain needs oxygen. Brain does not survive Sorry, without that oxygen. Whatever you say, this I gotta say it.
3: <laughs> you know what it was? Okay, somebody do the Dr. McCoy line. I can't. I can't. It's it's, the tip it's of the worse than like that. He's dead,
1: Jim. Dead, no. <laughs> Jim. Dead, Jim. It's worse than that. He's dead, Jim. Dead oh, you're thinking dead. of the
3: Stone Trek song? Now I'm saying about the Star Trek song. Star Trekking. Oh, Star Trekking. <laughs> because they did like the Stone Trek version, animated to that. Mm-hmm. But no, I'm thinking of a uh, Spock's mm-hmm. brain, where it's like he's lives, but his brain is gone. His brain. That's all.
2: Oh that's okay. Not, okay, but that's you know, not a fair comparison because they're oh, no, it's, they it's totally going his brain and put it somewhere else. And that's a different, different it's just you thing. can't
3: talk about brains without, without about me Spock not brain. thinking about yeah. Spock's brain. That's all. Yeah. And
1: still the worst episode probably of all time of Star Trek. Oh, sorry. So it's, it's it's really the worst.
3: I always enjoy it. But, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know because what's the like what's the criteria for you to say that okay, he is he is alive. He is still human for the most part.
2: I don't know. I don't so I don't I don't necessarily have an answer. That's why I'm posing the mm-hmm. question. But uh, you know, from a tech if I was the engineers responsible for this thing, okay, and my goal is to create this thing using mm-hmm. organic material. I don't want him to access his memories. Yeah, I don't, or I'm not expecting that. And so, like, again, from my point of view, this thing has completely malfunctioned, you know, and, you know, you you don't let a malfunctioning machine just kind of walk out. (laughs) Yeah, well, so
3: two things. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I always thought, like, that whole, like, idea of him malfunctioning is just supposed to be, like, the power of the human mind that you can Mm -hmm. never truly get rid of. Like mm-hmm. who someone is, but I have to say though, like I, I saw the trailer. For, I haven't watched the 2014 one, but I saw the trailer. It's like I want I wanted to see like, okay, how does it compare? And in that one, it seems like it's very much like, hey, we still believe that Peter Weller's character, like Murphy, is still human. Let's call his wife. Let's talk about this procedure. Whereas in original RoboCop, mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, take off his arm. You sure? It's a perfectly good arm. Yeah. I know. Oh, yeah. Very He's about away the we arm. can do whatever we want now. Right. Mm-hmm. Now Which I'm like, it's just so like, whoa.
2: Well, but again, if we much. were to donate our bodies to science after we die, you know, there's a lot of things that can happen to it. Um, It isn't just, you know, here, you know, here's my eyes to give somebody their sight, Mm -hmm. here's my lungs so they can, you know, like it can be other, I mean, like people are used as cadavers in medical school and there's all Mm -hmm. kinds of other crazy things Mm -hmm. that happen. Um, And then, and then I, and that's what I believe happens is that the people who are utilizing your body might be a little bit more callous than what we mm-hmm. would yes. necessarily want. And that's
1: how they portrayed that with the, mm-hmm. the mad scientists, you know, yeah. just going through and just turning out. They're having a party. It's New Year's Eve. And they're like, hey, Robo. And he's yeah. just sitting there in his chair while they're developing him. Now, the other thing was, is that, you know, yes, he may have retained his brain and he may have retained his good looks when he took off his <laughs> helmet, but he still had programming.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: there were three directives and they actually said in the in the trivia that they were based on the three laws of robotics, his three directives, and then, of course, the fourth directive. So there was some type of computer processor mm-hmm. in there that could override whatever his brain wanted to do against Dick Jones when he encountered him, where he wanted to, you know, he wanted to arrest him. And, of course... Well, he's an employee of the company, he's a, a director, and you can't hurt any of those people until, of course, he gets, he gets fired. fired. <laughs> that, was like, <laughs> that was the best. I had
2: forgot that. I had remembered a few things about the movie before I rewatched it this week. That was not one of them. That was probably the highlight of <laughs> like rewatching it. It was that <laughs> right. one little teeny bit.
1: Yeah, yeah Yes. It's- Dick, you're fired. Oh, thank right. you. Cool. And it just sits out the window.
0: <laughs> like- Yep. Yeah, yeah. He should have those... never been able n- to fall out of that window like that at the end of the film. It was, was just dramatic. It's 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 See changed. now, they it's could
1: changed. have saved the line from earlier in the film where the guy says, "Can you fly, Bobby?" And he could
3: have said that to Dick. <laughs> Can you fly,
1: Dick? Wow, out the well, window he That would have been
3: cool if he had done that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know because, like, the thing is, I found interesting is again, like, it's like so much excessive force like i was i think <laughs> back to like iron man 1 where iron man comes into a building and he's able to disarm everybody save the hostages like destroy the guns but it's not like it's it's more pinpointy like he could have just disarmed the gun instead of like it's not even like oh, we're going to arrest this guy it's no we're going to shoot this guy out of a window instantly right after you're fired it's like all right it's like <laughs> that's a yeah. little too aggressive <laughs> even though it's a cool line yes Mm-hmm. But it's just, but also the callousness of
1: you're fired. I mean, that's just like that's the worst thing you're going to do to this guy who's so evil and has caused so much well, destruction
2: how did the did the guy did the the what's his name realize oh, the chairman guy? did he say you're fired because he knew that would enable Robocop to kill him?
3: That's what uh, I thought. That's what I thought.
2: I, the thing was, I he think used. so that's too, because there's no other reason good for him question. to say it in that in yeah. moment. that moment that would have been kind of, you know. I think he kind of knew that that's what he was doing because it because he did because he just mentioned, "Hey, you can't do it," you know. because right. I'm still work for the company.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we don't know because because Dick Jones's character had done a lot of things on his own. Would he have told the old man, and that's the name of the character they gave for the head of the corporation? <laughs> would he have actually revealed to the old man his nefarious plan of protecting him and other executives well, of the company? Oh,
2: even if he hadn't before, he said it right in that scene.
1: Right. Oh, that's so, true. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So even if he mm-hmm. hadn't told him ever before, right there, there he told him. So the guy mm-hmm. knew. So did the guy have the wherewithal of mind while being, you know, at held at gunpoint to actually put two and two together?
3: mm-hmm
2: yeah you know. good point good point
3: yeah. Yeah, yeah i always got the impression that it was just like he knew that that was the safety so it's like oh you're fired and then he's like okay he knows that robocop's gonna shoot him
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> and and you know thinking back to um the the films of dirty harry with clint eastwood the big gun is so important and so Robocop right. has probably the biggest handgun you've ever <laughs> had in your entire a, a, a thousand a, what a hundred bullets it can fire and it, it looks it looks like well I it was um there's no way a
0: hundred bullets fit inside I know that thing. I, I know was, well, I thought
3: it, it was but well, they were out future of, bullets yeah uh, yeah there was a what say there, that
0: again I didn't quite catch.
3: Oh, I said future. They're, they're future bullets. Future bullets.
0: So future, just because it's future the future, tech. they yeah. can. Oh, good. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You. Future I'll fantasy tech. No, I, I buy that. I buy that. Yeah. 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 I can buy it for a dollar. We... I hope. <laughs> 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 Jeez, like that was such a weird and everybody
3: found it hysterical, not like the lead bit creepy. Like, what was what did that guy? I want to know the backstory of this guy. Like, what does he do? What's What's the show about? Beyond, <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. But I guess that's the genius of it that there is no. It's Story. bad.
1: It's bad variety show, whatever it is. And you know, the uh, the young ladies are in a um, less than um, professional sort of activity or whatever it might be. And he's <laughs> you know slapping that them with th- whipped cream or whatever. I don't know. That
3: was the thing I found strange too that I wasn't expecting was like when when Peter when Mur I keep calling him Peter Weller but when Murphy comes yeah. in and he's walking through the change room. And I'm like, so all the women are just changing to with the guys. It's like that bit in Lower Decks where, yeah, they all just shower together. I'm like, that, well,
1: that was also that was a, weird. That was a bit that was also in Brian's favorite film. Uh, Starship Star Troopers.
3: Troopers. They did Where the everybody same thing showers
1: there. together. And it's like no big deal because, you know, we're all we're all equal. In well, the they sense, do in so. Lower Decks. Yeah, well, that's yeah, that's word word that's just, yeah that's what exactly. i mentioned yeah because mm-hmm. i was like oh
3: surprise so, okay
1: so you know nudity is not like a oh my goodness you
3: know it's just like a random place for nudity mm-hmm. <laughs> just him getting like well, the rundown of like hey the... welcome to this precinct uh it's gonna be a rough day good luck <laughs> here's your towel and good yeah and go shower <laughs> with towel. everybody else
1: <laughs> well i again the you know Verhoeven wants some sexuality. He had that in Showgirls. He had that in Basic Instinct. So I guess he uh,
0: he had to have something there you know, in the film. There's a reason why I hated this film. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what yes, are your top three reasons? <laughs> it's, it's, I, I'm, I'm like, I'm sitting here listening to you uh, folks talking about this film, and I'm trying to find something... Uh, I like about it besides RoboCop's, you know, just the RoboCop himself is cool mm-hmm. looking and the concept of RoboCop is cool. Um, but what I'm really thinking about while you guys are talking about the film is would I rather watch this again or Starship Troopers? Oh, boy. And I'm waiting to I hear this answer that I'd rather sit down at the toilet without any toilet paper. Like, wow! so <laughs> we have to just just i mean it just i just and that's a reference to how i felt about starship troopers way back when but i just i i i'm really disappointed by this film guys i okay. am, yeah, i just
2: this is definitely <laughs> I, I it's not one of my favorite either
1: no like, right
2: I, yeah, I oh, yeah, appreciate yeah, yeah. the I, iconicism of mm-hmm. Robocop because I feel like it was a an iconic film, but it's not a good mm. film.
3: Yes, yeah, I think it's 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 hard because if you're watching it from that, pers- like from it, it's really hard with some of the older movies because you have to take into account what was the society, what was the time like,
2: mm-hmm. whereas I
3: feel like now we're much more aware of police brutality and so watching it, we're just like, I get the one dude was, you know, up to no good with those women. Shall we say that? And I get that. OK, you got to kill them. But I just feel like it's just like I even felt bad for the bad guys. It's like they don't there's not even like just arrest me. <laughs> let me go to jail. It's like they don't have a chance. It's like it's a well, little too.
2: Cop killers. <clears throat>
3: well, I know they were cop killers. Uh, yeah. That's what I'm trying. Yeah. to. That's what I yeah. mean when yeah. I say like right. I understand well, I mean, that they're bad people. Also it just seems like yeah but also the legal
1: system I'm sorry go ahead.
3: You're telling Shade me Chris. that RoboCop can't just disarm and send out like I don't not, not do an inspector gadget like handcuffs but like just target the little web target the weapons disarm them and then run really fast handcuff <laughs> them take them to prison it just feels right. like there's
0: no well, that wasn't the just, director's vision. No, Obviously, yeah. the director no. was going for gratuitous and oh, and that tongue in cheek and all that. So, I guess again for me, a big part of it is I was expecting more of a serious mm. police drama with the sci-fi mixed in there. I wasn't expecting the tongue in cheek. I wasn't expecting the over-the-top, um, violent nature of the mm-hmm. film. Uh, so for me, it was just it was all one big surprise. Now. Again, I like, I get why, no, I don't. I don't understand why they mm. ever made a sequel to this film. Because it <laughs> didn't I mean, love the theater. It, it had, it had did elements of <laughs> well the So
3: I like Ronnie Cox. I'll never get, like, not like him just being Ronnie Cox. He's always fun. Um, I sort of like Clarence in parts when he's at the cocaine warehouse. He's actually seems like he's crazy, but he's kind of fun. But then he goes to, like, creepy... Like, it, it's hard for me. Because uh, cocaine warehouse Clarence is the Clarence I like. But, like, shooting the <laughs> heck out of Murphy Clarence and then hitting on... And then or, just generally being weird is like, okay, that's too much. So, I don't have very mixed feelings about it. I'm still a, trying to, to process my I, my yeah. thoughts for it. I think, for well,
0: me, it's it's uh, it's just... I'm more in... I've been taken aback in surprise by the actual film I was just totally naive mm. about this film and so I think that's mm-hmm. a big part of it I'm it just wasn't what I was expecting and so I uh, you know and I've I think I've stated before like gratuitous violence oh, come on you know um
2: well, it, but it matters if you're expecting it or not
0: like right. mm-hmm. John Wick mm-hmm. you're
2: expecting yeah, you know, everybody yeah you know, John is, Wick yeah. I was gonna
3: say I feel like everybody in John Wick, the thing for me, and I again I don't know what it is because I've been trying to like think about this all week. Like, why do I not mind John Wick violence? And I actually love the way they choreograph their fights and I like all that action. Mm-hmm. Whereas this felt too much. One of the things I think, okay, it was a little too casual, like the boardroom guy that gets killed.
2: Mm-hmm. Like the fact
3: that nobody seemed afraid. i I'm there in the boardroom, I'm like, you know what, guys, it's been fun. I'm leaving. I don't care what the pension is. I don't care what the benefits are. I'm leaving. And it just seemed like that's so casual. Whereas John Wick, I felt like everybody in that world has signed a contract in a way that they're like, hey, we're all assassins. Mm. We're all part of this. We're mm-hmm. all we're all here. We all know we're going to die eventually. It seems like everybody's all on the same page. Okay. So I, I but it's again, a even one that emotional doesn't...
2: note for like everybody. It's like yeah. the same yeah, emotion. Yeah. there's no there's no real.
0: That's
3: a good
1: way to. I I always I've been for the last I don't know how long it's been racking my brain about where is this company called Henchman Incorporated? Because (laughs) in every one of these types of films, this one, but whatever, there are people that are just there to be killed. Hmm. And they are always henchmen. They're always oh, yeah. associates yeah. or whatever. It, do <laughs> they go to them and they sign up and say, hi, I'd like to be a henchman. What's your 401k? Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> and our health insurance, it's the best. If you survive your first mission, which you're probably not going to, and you're probably going to be shot as a random. I mean, come on. I know stormtroopers are clones, but come on. They're still living creatures. <laughs> And they seem to be target practice only. So, you know, we we get a little desensitized. And and I guess, like you said, when the John Wick films, he gets to meter out his violence. And I've never seen them. I just know of them. He meter outs his violence with, what, vengeance, with morality, with he's he's trying, you know, that
3: qualifies the death that he does. Well, it's sort of it's not ethical in the sense of like, it's not okay that he's killing those people, but it's within that underground society. They're all playing by the same rules, even though he breaks a key rule, which is why all of the stuff happens in the later films, Mm -hmm. but they all sort of signed up. And I picture, and this is why, (laughs) this is what I've always wondered. Like you talk about Henchman Incorporated. I like, I wonder, it's like, hey, I want to be an assassin. What, how do I, how do I apply for this? So everybody who's part of it, is like they know that they could eventually die, and they're all playing by the same rules. Um Whereas this, it just felt—I I don't know—I'm still racking my head around this. But yeah. Steve, I want to see Henchman Incorporated. I, I think I that'd do, be hysterical. I know where this company is because make that movie. We have
0: I to just, make like. I, I just had an epiphany, Steve.
1: What's what's that,
0: sir? The Gru movies, the Minion movies. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, they have I love the, that. So they much. have the. They have the. Vil, the bank for the villains, or whatever they called it.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Like there you go. That's okay. That's there's... what they do. That's that we. Sh- it should be a combination of that. The yeah. That concept from the minion movies. Yeah, that, we just what we'll you combine talking the, about.
1: Uh, We'll do something like that. We have to. We have to find who because it's just. I mean, even going back to James Bond movies and from the 60s and stuff, there's always.
2: A always the
1: henchmen that just right. get wiped yeah. out, you know. I mean, <laughs> I I don't know. It
3: just doesn't seem like it's you so, know, you,
1: you have a lot of job potential in as a yeah. henchman. So. Yeah.
3: so I have to bring up our other favorite movie because we've already mentioned Starship Troopers. Okay. How okay. does this compare to our favorite all-time favorite oh, big God. sci-fi <laughs>
0: movie? <laughs> Moonfall. Oh
2: gosh. Moonfall. Really
0: good to my. I would I mean, watch like Moonfall, this is like a again before watching this. Like oh, people I like
2: this before I'd watch Moonfall. I... Really? Oh, <laughs> yeah. not me.
0: I'm, uh... Well, yeah, because so the thing violence... is, this at
2: least has the redeeming thing where you do have that philosophical element of what the heck is RoboCop,
3: mm-hmm. you know,
2: and physics makes a lot more sense in this movie, you know, than okay. and <laughs> I
3: kind of want to watch the other ones. I'm debating because I also want to know how RoboCop story ends,
2: mm-hmm.
3: and so I actually I care about the <clears throat> character. I, I'm so. in this. I
2: agree. And I that. like some of the characters. Yeah. Okay,
3: so let's
1: just say, let's say Brian, mm-hmm. I'm giving you this movie. Yes. You can edit out all the graphic violence. Mm-hmm. Have it shot from, you know, he, they're shooting Peter Weller. You just see his face. You don't see all the violence against him. The other things too. If you could d- delete the excessive gratuitous violence in the film, would it be a better movie? Would you then feel differently about it? Because if that's uh, the only mitigating factor is the violence level, then actually it is a good movie. Because otherwise, mm. it works.
0: I don't, I don't. I think you'd have to take. I, I think. I, I. I just didn't enjoy the over-the-topness of mm-hmm. every character either. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. It just. Well, I'm just not into those times types of <laughs> films too. That's part of it. It's just personal taste too. No, that, and that's true. What truly when of, it comes, you know. To that, yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, I think it'd be better, but I think I'd still be annoyed at everything else too. You know? And I do, I agree with Chris a hundred percent. I did care about Robocoff slash Murphy. Mm -hmm. You know, I did. I wanted him to, I wanted to see his humanity break through at least a little bit. You know, I Mm -hmm. wanted Mm. him to show sensitivity and friendship with this partner um, mm-hmm. in the film, you know, um, I wanted those things. And so in that way, it was satisfying. Um, and I, you know, I think. Okay. You know, no, is, there's, right. there's, yeah, there's yeah. one other aspect we need to talk about. If we don't sure, go ahead, Please, Star Trek we folks. need to talk about the plethora of Star Trek people in this film. And if we caught them all,
3: I, I'm trying to think of everybody, because like the one that stuck out to me was um... Jellico. You got well, M- Jellico M- was like well, the yeah, obvious. Yeah. There's a bunch yeah. of the obvious ones, but the guy from Search for Trek*, Miguel Spock, Ferrer,
2: which, yeah. Miguel Ferrer, who
1: played Bob Morton. He was in. He was uh, a red uh, in *Star Trek*
3: as well. He had like the cool line where it's like, "Almost all speeds available," and he was going to be like, "Yeah, we're going to go to warp. We're going to go to transwarp." And so it's just cool to see him. But it's just like there's so many people you have. Oh. Of course, you've got Ronnie Cox. You have Kurtwood Smith. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Peter Weller. Peter yeah. Weller. Yeah, who definitely. Plays, which uh-huh. I think
3: is funny that he plays in Into Darkness. He plays a Ronnie Cox style villain. Mm-hmm. Only as Peter Weller. Yeah. Uh, or yeah. In,
1: Or he was also the head of the... Uh, Earth First people in the last two episodes or the second or the last two episodes
3: of uh, Enterprise. That Ronnie Cox could have played. Oh, like... yes.
1: He could have done that really well For instead of Peter Weller. But, but, but Peter, Peter Weller, Weller came, killed it he's with
3: so both roles
0: for me. So yeah. that
3: was cool. Um,
0: Ray Weiss. I like I'm missing somebody. One of the bad guys, Ray Weiss, yes. played in one of my favorite next-gen episodes who watches The Watchers. The Picard. Oh, the Picard has spoken. Right. That's Remember? why so familiar? Remember?
3: I know the episode. I forgot that it was him. So, yeah.
1: Um, But, again, this is during a time when there was a lot of, you know, these actors were being used for various different movies, TV shows, whatever. uh
2: Yeah. And all of that, those Trek that were, yeah, it was all in that um, time period. I wonder if some of that has to do with the casting people and just the fact that they work with people or they put people together that they combination of no slash know that they work well together or have chemistry. Mm-hmm. together. I, I don't, you know, I wonder if some of that is the, the casting. Like, do we know if the casting person here was a Star Trek casting person? You know what I mean?
3: Yeah. Can I, can I air like one grievance with the, with this is more of an Amazon prime issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When they brought up Miguel and you click on his thing and they see what he's noted for. They didn't mention NCIS LA because he showed up there for like good, like five or six seasons mm-hmm. before he passed. So I thought <coughs> we should at least acknowledge oh. it. That's okay. all. Oh, I'm going to, oh. I'm to Google. I want to, cause I'm trying to see if I, if we're missing anyone. I don't think Nancy
1: Allen was in any of the star Trek films who played his, his partner. And well, I, don't I don't think Lisa Gibbons was in anything. Star Trek. You know, I'm aware no. of no. <laughs> No, nor Mario Machado. He was definitely a newsman in the L.A. marketplace. That's why they chose him.
0: Um, I think that's was yeah, John I, I Glover ever in anything Star Trek? John Glover and Dan O'Hara. Oh yeah, John Glover.
3: He played the the. I call him the Stupid trill, which is mean, but he played <gasps> the the person that was trying to get the Dax symbiote because he wanted to be a uh, host,
0: you're want absolutely to be a joint right. Tro. Great job, Chris. Great job. Chris is using
1: the internet to good as opposed to evil. That's well, nice. did
3: he playing this? I don't <laughs> remember him him showing up because I yeah whenever he shows up, I'm... I'm always like he's the guy with the really big hairdo in Good Wife. He played like a lawyer that showed up and he had like massive. Never that show. Amounts of hair. <laughs> All right.
2: Okay, I'm I'm know. um I take back what I said about the casting. Director stuff. I found the casting director details on IMDB for Robocop, and neither of the two people have any Star Trek ties.
1: Then they were just, you know, yeah, they're just looking it's, it's just at a... actors who were popular at the time that were, you know, bankable, you know, supporting actors, other you know, that uh made the rounds.
3: Who did he played. I mean, I gotta Google John Glover and see who he played in RoboCop uh, because I do uh, not remember him showing up. Okay. Oh, and then uh Uh, What's his name? Rega, Roga, Rega Danar from TNG. He shows up in the second RoboCop. I saw the trailer. I'm like, oh, that's uh, Rega Davis. (laughs) Somebody correct me, please. (laughs) And apologies to everybody who's listening right now. That's quite all right. Everyone is listening.
2: Oh, hey. Um... Okay. There is a article in giantfreakingrobot.com
1: giant freaking robot oh, you've
2: never heard they they do no like i'm
1: sorry I've, all different I've, um
2: like movies and culture and stuff like that
1: Giant um, freaking but robot. there is an
2: article from last year the <laughs> RoboCop cast is everywhere in star trek see who they played and they have a so from a year ago <gasps> okay they, really? they've got like tons of people
1: okay actually well, they, i don't even
2: know if they have everybody here in on this in this article okay but they have a bunch
1: folks if you have a moment giant Freaking giant, giant freaking, freaking. Ro- I uh, am, okay.
2: No G robot. Okay. Dot com.
1: Giant. Fr- okay, folks, please, <laughs> no, just it up. Because... You can do that on your own. have Okay. Fun.
3: Let's see the I'm scrolling, I'm still interacting with the no, audience. Notice so how not we, just...
1: <laughs> we always say who was a Star Trek actor and a movie, never Star Wars. Sorry, kids, you know, there there's no tie in there, you know.
2: There, there's less. There's much less.
3: Yeah, yeah. No, oh wait, true. he was in
2: but Let that could see. also just be the quantity of, you know, the noun of hours.
3: Of yeah. Star Trek, that they're just yes. are okay you know, so Star Wars. The sergeant plays that. a Klingon in. I'm just scrolling, I'm scrolling.
1: Oh my goodness!
3: Oh, he plays Kern. Uh, no, he's somebody Robert Dukui. Yeah, so he he's in DS9. Mm-hmm. Oh, was... the Klingon who agrees to take Kern and pretend that Kern's part of his family. Mm. When War for Racist's memory, which I'm Mark. still like, was that a good okay. was, was that a good idea? <laughs> mm. Back to okay. RoboCop. Back
1: to <laughs> RoboCop. We might be done with
2: RoboCop. We okay, so if
1: if we are done with RoboCop, folks, then I'm going to leave you with this last question in the Brian one zero to five rating system. Where would you put this film? Go ahead, Adina first.
2: Somewhere between two and three.
1: Okay, that's fine. Chris?
3: Uh, I think probably around a three because I got into parts like I, like when I, because I watched half of it on Friday Mm -hmm. and then was all I wanted to do was watch the second half. Then I waited till the next night, watched it, and then I was like, I need to decompress. So probably a three because it's a little too much, but still I enjoyed aspects of it. Mm -hmm. Brian,
1: is there, and we're not going to sing the Elton John song Less Than Zero, so please go ahead.
0: With all due respect to your traveling companion, Mm -hmm. I would flush this film down the nearest toilet. I would I would not even give it half a star. It doesn't. I just and again, personal preference, folks. No offense to anybody out there. No, no, no. I will never watch this film again. Okay. I don't okay. Do
1: you know that your friend's probably gonna send you a DVD of this?
0: Bob it's Robinson
1: gonna, better not. It do might that. end up on your, your front, it might end up on your front door in a paper bag that's <laughs> oh on gosh. fire, so that you have to stop it
3: out. <laughs> so can I ask a quick question because we're sure. talking about toilet paper and toilets and no toilet paper? <laughs> <My God>. What <laughs> is the is... future? What is that? Okay, the Wesley Stipes movie, it's in the future, and apparently there's one version where the only restaurant that's still around is Taco Bell. And they have to use like these little triangles. Demolition of the paper. Man. Was yes. that Demolition okay, thank Man? You. Yes. I and you remember there's was. the
1: three shell joke in the film about using the bathroom. <laughs> there's three shells. They never explain it, they never show it. They just say that there's no
0: toilet paper. There's just. Three shells. shells. Okay, so, good. Yeah. I, I I not remember
3: what it was called, so I'm gonna have to look it up. That's what yep. you made me think of. With I the have toilet. a
0: feeling I would not like the film Demolition Man either. Uh, it's it's Sylvester. <laughs> is
3: that Sylvester Stallone?
1: What
0: I think
3: Stallone,
1: that's Stallone. Right? Was, and, yeah, Stallone. and yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that I it's, might think be a topic for another actually. day. That that's yeah. another good interesting grief. film. Actually, Demolition Man <laughs> with your Johnny Cab. You got
2: your Johnny Cab taken
1: all over town in your Johnny Cab.
2: No Johnny Cab from from Total Recall.
1: Oh, a Johnny Cab is. You're right. Is yeah, that Tonto Rico? Uh-huh. Okay, sorry, sorry, confusing it too. Oh, but I do remember. Yes, and Sandra Bullock's in it, and she says oh, she that, that great line: "In the future, all food is Taco Bell." So, yeah. Uh, you haven't asked me where I stand. Oh, wait, <laughs> where do you? Yes. Okay, <laughs> I have fond memories of this seeing this movie in the '80s, and so I'm giving it a four. Okay, nice. That's good. I give it a four. Um, it's not. No, there, there. It, I, I could see if you trim this movie down, it still might be good, Brian. I, again, someone has to, you know. I love and, you, man. I it, respect it's your all, opinion. It's all opinions. It's all. Yep. Away, and remember, I saw it live in the '80s, and this was like a cool movie when right, it came right, out. It was right. a cool movie. So, okay, I'll say um, this:
3: <clears throat> even though it's a very violent scene, full props to the bad guys for not. You went like they actually just went and shot him like yes. when they had the chance, they they said they're going to shoot him. They shot him. They didn't talk. They didn't let him mm-hmm. get away. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate they were like, let's just get this done, mm-hmm. even though it's horrible. All right. Well, <laughs> with that in mind, folks, I'm going to say this,
1: um, and that brings us to the end of another action packed ed- edition of the big sci-fi podcast be sure to obey all city laws or robocop might be knocking at your front door and to michael who recommended this film and i hope you are going to listen to this podcast we love you michael i just want you to hear me if this is your favorite (laughs) movie you have every right and every reason to enjoy it because everyone is entitled to their opinion there are no wrong opinions there is only science fiction, which we all truly do love and Star Trek and Star Wars. There you go. And then I'd like to once again, again, thank Michael for his recommendation of the film. Be like Mikey. If you have a film or TV show or book you'd like us to discuss, please make those suggestions to our email address at the big sci-fi podcast at gmail.com post a recommendation on Facebook or Instagram pages Please follow us at that wonderful group of people known as Trek Geeks website where you can listen to us and many other talented podcasters as well. And as always, we thank you for your support. We love to discuss sci-fi, and we hope you enjoy these discussions as well. And to close, I leave you with these thoughts. Keep watching the skies. Live long and prosper.